absurdity. Bust me on for I have sinned. It has been, what, eight weeks since our last podcast? But it's okay. The wait has not been in vain. Hmm. Do you want to know why? Has O'Neill gotten in a psychological equivalent of a car accident? Uh, well, that's horribly mean to say no. We're uh, guaranteeing an episode a week until the year is over. Congratulations, everyone. Wait. We've held out. Wait, I'm... And now you get to bear the fruit. <laughs> Have we started the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Well, it seems we have started the podcast with lies. I'm assuming, as an editor, Owen will have put in some sort of dramatic noise. <laughs> I'm also assuming that he actually will, because not having done so at times that I've stated that before, surely that joke has run its course. Actually, if you if you go back and all the times you Nobody's said put going something back. in, I've, I've put something in. Not only are we not going back, we're not going forward. <laughs> that was my pause for dramatic <laughs> effect. Uh, Do I put something in there? No. No, the the pause that I used was perfect. If you fuck with that in any way. So then what I do is, instead of taking the dramatic effect that you requested earlier, I take your pause and insert it there. So then when they get to this part, they realize that they've already heard the joke and now they can make sense of it. Genius. I think you are not going to take it upon yourself to do anything of the sort. So. Right, fuck you, man. All right. <laughs> Who's edited, I don't know how many episodes we've done, but who's edited <laughs> at least 99% of those? I like the fact that the editor Me. doesn't know how many he's edited. No, because it's all a blur. The wave of absurdity is a box, and it's a box I don't mind playing in. However, I'm stepping out of the box. I'm not throwing the box away. I just want to play in some other boxes. So... Uh, Phil's ending his contract. Well, I hope that Owen will play with me in a box in the future. <laughs> uh, just not uh, the wave of absurdity. Again, not throwing the box out. This is the second to the last episode for all eight of you that have taken Ever. time to email us. We appreciate it. Ah. Monique is going to be crushed. Indeed. Uh, if we had any sort of proper stats, I'm sure she'd be up there somewhere. Uh, at least in integrity and quality of emails. And then there's your little boyfriend, uh, email boyfriend. You you leave Aaron alone. Um, well, let's not get into that. Let's. Well, one door closes, <laughs> another door opens, right? Uh, so what yeah. we got? The Thanksgiving episode, this one, and then we got the Christmas episode, and then the wave, as you know it, is over. But I'm thinking an O'Neill Owen wave of absurdity spin-off. Oh no! We'd be more popular than you could ever imagine. I actually would pay to listen to that. So I doubt that's the truth, but secretly I look forward to it, and I think a lot of other people are as well. But you tease. 
we do have a successfully average podcast for you, and it's only Thanksgiving-related in name, as I don't think we have anything Thanksgiving-related other than a little banter. So grab some food, because we can't hear you, and that's all right. It's time. Well. What? Turkey mouthfeel coming up soon. Don't forget that. No. While I do feel balls to the wall about these last episodes, P.S. Email in what you want to hear if you're listening to this and going, man, I was hoping they'd do a few more. Now's the time to email in. What's the email? I don't know. It's Does a- he remember? After all these years. Contact at waveofabsurdity.com. <laughs> well done. Oh, it is. Idiot. So... We'll be reminding you of that. I don't know. If you are familiar with the email, <laughs> feel free to send email us. In. Email it in. I get mine all forwarded to Gmail, and I never look. I know it's that, that information where it got forwarded from. It's in got there. Got some news for you. Hey, cool. Now, this one requires some setup, because apparently the Yanks don't understand what a hula hoop is. Mm. It's a uh, It's a crisp. It's a uh, cylinder-shaped crisp. Just imagine a fat ring. And <sighs> wow, when you describe it, it's so mouth-watering. Oh man, if you've ever had cheese and onion yeah. flavored hula hoops, you're in heaven. I think I have, under a different name, of course, something more normal-sounding than your hobbit speak. Well, how much would you pay? For the world's longest hula hoop crest. I don't know, 13,000. <laughs> Are you fucking retarded? But somebody on eBay paid £712 for the world's longest hula hoop. Did he eat it? Uh, no. The, the mutated three-inch crisp dubbed <laughs> the longest hula hoop in the world. Holy shit, they spent no expense. Has been sold on eBay for the price of more than 1,300 individual packets of the popular snack. Wow. You know that if they have to transfer the uh, monetary value into the amount of snacks you could purchase with it, that it didn't really sell for that much, did it? Ugh. But how sad is this? He, uh, it blew my mind when I found it, he said. It was in perfect condition. <laughs> I didn't eat it because I thought it would be more fun showing it to the world. Wow. If only more people would show other people their fucking food, we would live in a utopia, I feel. I have some news that may be slightly more invigorating. I don't know, though. (laughs) I I think buying something so arbitrary is just... It's crazy, right? Because what is if somebody comes out... How long was this? A three-inch crisp? What if somebody comes out with a four-inch hula hoop? Huh? I, I feel like the three-inch dude... I just have this image of him sitting, you know, half-naked in the couch, slowly contemplating eating his three-inch while reading the <laughs> article about the four-inch. <laughs> I don't know why I'm clicking. But then would he buy that one to complete his collection? Maybe he'd buy know? that one to shame the smaller one. <laughs> Is that what your wife does? She brings in a bigger man to the bedroom. <laughs> That's weird, man. Why have you gone <laughs> there? That is just... To shame you and your three-inch. Carry on. Speaking of weird, a man named John Thornton was arrested in October <laughs> oh. after, for some reason, 
grabbing a mop from an employee at the Doubletree Hotel in Bristol, Connecticut, and according to the police report, aggressively mopping the floor in a threatening manner, backing the employee into a corner and mopping over her shoes. Now, this story's amazing. I know that you listening to this probably feel this is farcical. It isn't. It's the actual police report. How do I know? I don't. I'm reading this information secondhand, but there's no way, right, Owen? There's no way this is false. No notes. <laughs> it's in Hartford, Connecticut's newspaper oh. on October 14th, 2014. How, do, how, what would have to happen for you to be success, successfully mopped into a corner? I just like the fact that it just says it mopped over her shoes. <laughs> that was the icing. <laughs> On the cake. To be fair, she was probably terrified at that point of walking on a wet floor. I don't <laughs> think. But the shoes. I don't. <laughs> Why don't you just briskly walk away from the aggressive <laughs> mopper? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't understand how you can aggressively mop. Like, what is <sighs> what is passive mopping versus aggressive mopping? Do you do? How do you not sidestep a mop? Oh, man. We're hoping. We're hoping that some sort of... Do those shoes, like, go into the evidence locker? But then when they go back to the evidence locker, there's no uh, wetness on the shoes, so then he gets dropped of all charges. Well, hopefully there's uh, television footage closed. Oh! Uh, Yeah. I can only assume that the woman felt threatened in some (laughs) other way, and it was just the weird wording... That made it police blotter worthy. So you want to see someone get mopped into a corner? <laughs> what can I say? We live in a sick world. I want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it. It titillates me. Huh. Uh, that's weird. There's a. Uh, there's other weird. Hang on. Where was it? I got one. All right. A cockerel has been given an asbo and ordered to stop crowing. <laughs> Sorry, an asbo? Yes, it's a anti-social behavior uh, thing Okay, I that think. Uh, you give to rowdy people. Is that some recent initiative from the Shire to... Dude, I, I, I almost got one. I think, what did I get it for? Uh, uh, I was stealing. Oh, so... So you don't get... Oh, I was a fantastic thief back in my day. I'll tell you what. I knew where all the cameras were. <laughs> so you go in to whatever shop you're going for. You always go for the small stuff, right, being a kid. Uh, you, want, you want to go for, like, you know, the sweets and whatnot. So you know where the cameras are. Uh, you've already scoped you've the place scope out. out the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you scope the place out with your mom. You case your the dad, joint. Whatever. Exactly. So you've got to take a mental note. And then you come back with a, a loose coat or jumper or, or something. Right. And then you, you pick up... A booster jacket. You pick up two small objects. In my case, I, I like Mars bars, right? So I pick up some delicious candy. Gummy Owen Owen penises. Damn, I fucked it up. <laughs> Continue. Idiot. So then you look at the Mars bar in your hand and you have some change in your other hand. You pretend to count... <laughs> and you think, oh, I don't have enough. And then, so then you probably the fool ca- the shopkeeper into thinking you can count. <laughs> well, that was real fucking mature. So then you, you you put one back, but because you picked two up, 
and you slide it down your sleeves everyone sees that you've just oh you just put it down he doesn't have enough money you do that I don't know five times huh. at the same suite and uh, you just walk away wow that sounds yeah. sounds it does sound clever uh, I feel like there's a more intuitive way where you go in and you grab a handful and you put it in your pocket when nobody's looking and then you walk out yeah if you're a fucking amateur mm. okay you, you don't just go ham-fisted like if you when you were a security guard if i was uh around back in i don't know how many decades ago it was <laughs> but if i was alive then and I, I i wanted to steal in your store you would not notice well probably that's true. how great i am maybe it's a future challenge it's a it's probably true however the laws have changed if you existed back then um it wouldn't have mattered i would have just harassed you because hobbits look funny uh you wouldn't have known but uh, it's an interesting thing the cops told the rooster not to crow anymore so then if you had the opportunity to take away one power from an animal what would it be their ability to hump <laughs> why <laughs> why not it's just humping it's just a rooster mm. why what would you take away sexy it's great 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 material <laughs> <laughs> Owen Reese 22 was arrested in October in Sparta, Wisconsin, for reckless endangerment. You can't have Sparta and Wisconsin in the same breath. For reckless endangerment when he answered a knock on his door from fundraising Cub Scouts. All right. He answered the door by swinging a sword wildly. <laughs> Reese told police that he always answers the door with his sword to protect himself against religious people. I. Isn't that just a better defense of not opening the door? I guess it's just. <laughs> does he open it suddenly? Ah, he's just there. <laughs> or does he have it rigged like he can press a button and just. And he's standing there like the Highlander, just ready, ready. Again, see, this is something I could see you doing. I... For some reason, you got that, that thing about you that. If you ever went nuts, I would see you mopping over shoes and running back to your motel. <sighs> to answer the door with the sword. With a sword. All right. Let me quell something. You strike right me now. as that kind of person. A sword bearing Cub Scout stabbing. Uh, well, this guy didn't stab the Cub Scouts. Well, I, I, I honestly think if you lost it, there'd just be devastation. It bothers me that I'm not bothered by the fact that secretly you wouldn't it wouldn't bother you if I lost it. You'd be like, Oh, that's a shame, but I'd be interested to monitor what happens. I'd be yeah, intensely watching the Philly news <laughs> for an aggressive mopper on the loose. <laughs> More fun than the cheese fucker from Philadelphia. <laughs> I forget his name already. Philadelphia cheese fucker. That's not it. Wasn't it the Swiss cheese masturbator? Uh, yeah. The Swiss cheese bandit or something. <laughs> bandit. I wonder if he ever got that tattoo in prison. How do you... <laughs> Alright, if you were in prison, 
Would you be more inclined to fuck with the dude or less inclined to fuck with the dude that was in there for fucking cheese in public? Well, I think... I think you have to stay away from anything that's just willing to put non-sexual things on their dick, right? Well, I think you have to stay away from somebody that thinks they're good enough to jerk off into cheese and drive a vehicle at the same time. That's just... That's just cocky. Are you saying you're not man enough to handle a bit of blue Swiss? <laughs> cheese in and of itself is a challenge, my friend. Taking it on the road, well, you're just asking for trouble. All right. Uh, if you don't have any more news, I would like to share something with the people that decided, the people that have woken up from their faint from finding out that we're not doing this anymore. Go forth, my brother. I get the feeling that you checked your notes and have said those particular words because you know I'm going to tell them that I used to be an altar boy. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know. An altar boy is just kind of a glorified manservant of the church. You just... You, you fetch things for the priest. You're... Mm -hmm. You also manhandle the priest. Um, you you lead the <laughs> procession. You wrecked. You have weird <laughs> duties related to the mass of the Roman Catholic Church. Um, now, one of these particular duties is that when how old were you? Uh, I was in seventh grade when I when I got drafted into the altar boy squad. <laughs> uh, Poor man. How old's that? us non-Americans. Oh, Jesus. I have to really... I converted Crisp for you. You can convert 7th grade. I just... I can't... I guess I was in the double digits. <laughs> 11? I don't know. I was also right. captain of the safeties. Uh, that's an entirely different what the fuck world. is safety? Safeties was a weird program initiated by one of the larger automotive clubs in the area where they sponsored... Uh, slightly older kids with the they, they charge them with the safety of the slightly younger kids safeties were the narcs on buses that so were the orange fucking nerd. the orange belts well no you are all drafted into the safeties as well but I I, I, I was the captain I had a lieutenant <clears throat> what's wrong with your voice I don't know why I'm dying <clears throat> oh. I'm sorry I had, twist you're dying, that's why you're ending. I had a, a lieutenant. I was in charge of the walkers, um, which were the kids the, that walked home. Zombies? Yeah, I know. The, the kids that walked home from our particular grade school, St. Francis of, you know, wherever. Uh, St. Francis of everywhere. And Again, I, putting you in charge at a young age just doesn't... Well, putting <laughs> you in charge of anything well, just doesn't really seem like a good idea. Uh, ironic, well, not ironically. Coincidentally, in line with your story, uh, as captain of the safeties, me and my lieutenant totally disregarded our duty. We got out earlier than the rest of the kids to, you know, tend to our <laughs> you duties. Got out like it was prison. We were allowed to book early, to use the vernacular of the time, and... We wouldn't monitor the walkers. We would go to McCrory's, which was like a, a five and dime, and we'd rob them silly. And then we'd eat and drink and laugh. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know what a five dime is. Oh, 
It's like a, a five and dime. Everything's a nickel and a dime. It's a very antiquated saying. I'm you sorry. You and your American currency. It's a, a general store, but it was also a chain. It was like a chain store of general goods. Uh, wow. I was really off. I have no idea what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Altar Boy. One of the duties of the Altar Boy, the Altar Squad. Yeah, you know, you didn't have a choice. You were just an altar boy. One of the duties was you had to hold this this tray, this ping pong paddle made out of wrought iron. When, oh, all right, quick crash course. When you are a Roman Catholic. Uh, Play angelic music now. <laughs> you, one of the sacraments, one of the, one of the things you do when you go to church is you, you accept the body of Christ into your your body and you do that by waiting in line to receive unleavened bread a, a, a thin wafer that has been oh, I forget the word transmogrified that's not the word by the priest so that it's supposed to actually be the body of Jesus Christ and sometimes you get some wine that's the blood of Christ uh, the altar boy's job was to hold the tray when the people come up, everybody stands in line, orderly. They get out of their pews. They stand up. Uh, and you can either stick your hands out, and the priest will put the Eucharist on your hands. Again, it's like a thin little wafer. Or you can just stick your tongue out, and the priest will place that bad boy right on your tongue. And hopefully it adheres there with saliva. So... One of the duties of the altar boy was to hold this ping pong paddle underneath. You were essentially just ghosting the Eucharist when the priest was moving it. Because God forbid he drops it or whatever. You were literally there to save Jesus Christ from hitting the floor. <laughs> the, what a hero. <laughs> the, yeah. Well, I, there's lots of pitfalls for the unwary Boy Scout. <laughs> oh, your your bell in the little bell shits that you had to ring at some point. The priest was uh, all in Latin mode or whatever. You had to ring a bell every so often. One of the little nubby parts of the bell could fly right out of it. And you'd be responsible for a very dreadful yet comical ting, 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 ting as it fell down the steps. And your bell broken. Christ would be displeased with you. Sorry. Plus, you just had to sit up there. You barely did shit the whole mass. Everybody's just staring at you like, look at that dipshit in all those robes. Sorry, sorry. So, saving Jesus Christ is exactly what I did one day. Easter Day, no less. <laughs> oh. And, well, yeah, on Easter Day, because that's when... Was this like your moment to show him as it, it was falling? It was, it was. Your eyes widened. <gasps> It was Now's my time. It was a scenario to be written about and sung about and cheers and shots taken. That boy saved the body of Christ. Uh, Easter Day. I was working with somebody new. Uh, usually it's just one altar boy uh, per priest. But on Easter and Christmas, all the people come out of the woodworks. Like, uh, they only come to church just for Easter and Christmas. So it's like standing room only. And there were two altar boys per priest. And I wasn't even w with just some 
regular ass priest. I was with the Monsignor. Heyo! I was his right hand man. Gross. And I was I was working with somebody that wasn't in my crew. You were assigned. It was a three altar boy crew. This is weird. Now that I think about it, uh, by demographic, me and two guys on my street, we were the ones that you you get shifts, and we drew the Easter shift. Easter morning, ten thirty a.m. Biggest turnout in the church ever. And it's this Eucharist time. Little old lady, she comes up. She's sticking her. Cat paper, cat paper, sandpaper like tongue. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with I you? I don't know because I'm, I'm getting all these other memories. I'm trying to stay focused, but I'm remembering a lot of weird shit. Uh, <laughs> it's disturbing. <laughs> a lot of repressed memories. <laughs> mm-hmm. Focus. Yeah, little old lady. She sticks her tongue out, and you know the Monsignor's probably seen some shit, and. I guess he was a little weirded. But Neil, I'll, for, I'll remember Neil was... When you have two altar boys, you go back and forth. You know, one altar boy gets the saving duties for this person. Next person, you switch. It's all to make it look nice. And Neil didn't go on his turn to this old lady. Oh, oh, not fully on her tongue. Neil, you stupid shit. I was there. I was there. Boom. Landed flat on the tray. There was that slow, slow motion moment where just nobody, all eyes on me. Nobody was moving. Ping. Right on there. It didn't recoil, okay? It didn't just bounce off. No, it landed flat on there. Yeah, you pinged. My Well, I had to make some sort of sound effect other than... <laughs> but my reflexes cat like my my oh my glow that day it was the talk it was the stuff of legends <laughs> i see oh, did you did you see phil <laughs> this epic <laughs> bread saving catch <laughs> don't belittle my achievement that day <laughs> amazing i did good damn it i did good i don't think there's ever been a recorded fumble of the body of Christ. Uh, speaking real fast of the body of Christ, one time me and the boys uh, got busted because we were in the back. Uh, do you know what a tabernacle is? No. It is a place where they keep uh, holy things, in this case the body and blood of Christ. Uh, there were two tabernacles, one on the main altar and one in a back office. Uh, they were cool as shit. It was very Indiana Jones. Like, you, you stuck a key in and it opened up like a, like a predator's mouth. It was like... The one on the altar was so much fun to play with. To play Indiana Jones types games. Uh, in the back room, same thing. They kept emergency uh, wafers that had already been... I guess uh, blessed or whatever configured by the priest Jesus locked up in the back room Uh, yeah um, and a little flask of wine and it's there for last rites when the priest has to go administer to somebody and give them for some reason the body and blood of Christ before they die so we were back there for a long time and it was 
just kind of a dairy thing. But long story short, we ended up eating all the emergency body of Christ and drinking all the emergency blood of Christ. Who the fuck just eats bread? (laughs) Well... For fun. (laughs) It it was a dare. It was taboo. The whole time we were worried that somebody would die or be on the verge of dying and the priest would burst in. Quick! Give me some of the emergency Christ. Disturbing, to say the least. Did I ever tell you that I got kicked out of uh, Sunday school? Sunday school. Amateur? How'd that happen? Well, I, I, I didn't get to advance because I was kicked out, right? Like, <laughs> what kind of life do you have if, you know, God gives up on you, you know? I guess not. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I always found it incredibly mundane. Uh, they, they would usually have, like, you know, you do a bit of hymns or whatever for the first half, and then the second half you get to play. You know, that was the big thing. <laughs> okay. And uh, I, I snuck off uh, down to the kitchen area. They had uh, they had there, and I waited until you know it was it was playtime, and I had the bright idea of actually uh, initiating a fire extinguisher uh, fight. And I don't know if you've ever been shot in the eye with a fire extinguisher i have not (laughs) but uh it's an experience to behold i mean it it makes sense to be in a church because it's a it's a hell of an experience so i i I initiated the fight i got beaten uh by uh my fellow teammates you know it was quite easy actually to drag them into uh, wait you got beaten by your teammates well i say teammates um, enemies it's more like a a (laughs) free-for-all And, uh, yeah, the whole kitchen, word. completely just in, in fire extinguisher. I got shot in the mouth, and uh, the, the final blow was when I got shot in the eye. And uh, Jesus did not forgive me, and I got kicked out and told never to return again. Hellspawn! <laughs> and so started my YouTube career. <laughs> Your descent into the hellish, hellish levels. I will say that it was a hell of a lot of fun. There's nothing like making a huge fucking mess and then just being abstained from it all and just being told to leave. It's great. <laughs> I I think I agree with you. Um, and you'll excuse me for jumping around here, but I agree with you because the way you are is written. It is written. It is so <laughs> in your name. What? In your name. I have decided arbitrarily this week to believe that there is power in the words and in the letters that make up your name that I'm going to state now for the record. Owen. You anagramming me, bro? Owen Chamberlain. I have anagrammed you. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure which one I prefer. Can't wait for this fantastic feature. I'm not entirely sure which one I find. It's going to be like being back at school, isn't it? To be the best. Maybe. Maybe. Well, you'd be owing me the money. Shut up. No, no, no. These are out there by rearranging. All right. All right. I'll I'll give them a fair shot. (laughs) All right. Uh, By rearranging the letters in your name, I came up with... Do you know my middle name? 
Uh, you told me once. I was like, oh, I say you're not a true friend. Clarence. <laughs> well done. Oh, and Terence Chamberlain, yes. All right, well, I didn't throw in the Terence. Uh, Just Owen Chamberlain. Yes. And one of the results was Brownie Hamlance. And I like that. <laughs> Just Hamlance. I think if anybody's listening, the next time you want to refer to a penis, refer to it as a Hamlance. <laughs> if you've stuck it in somebody else's pooper, it is a Brownie Hamlance. Uh, Are you calling me a shit dick? Is that. I'm calling you the other one that uh, one of the websites came up with. That's right. I didn't do this myself. Uh, Rainbow Leech Man. Yeah. <laughs> suck the color out of things when I hang out with you. you suck the color yeah. out of things. Thank goodness the internet wasn't as fast back in my day as it is now. Oh. Inchworm be anal. Okay. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> But I want you to think about inchworm, bee, anal. And it's bee like the insect, B-E-E. Not inchworm, <laughs> not a command to the inchworm like you were probably thinking, you sick bastards. Uh, no, I'm not going to. I have two contenders for the best. What else do we have here? Chairman Bean Al. That would be your official political name. Chairman Bean Al. There's also this weird command. If you rearrange the letters in your name, it says, Imbalance her now. <laughs> Slightly pivoter. <laughs> okay, the two. You know, you know what? I, I've now decided which one's my favorite. I will now read the second best, in my opinion. Chewable Iron Man. <laughs> what? I would That's pretty cool. Yes, Chewable Iron Man. And finally... One of the random ones it was literally just popped up. The website only did one at a time, and the first one I clicked on, I think you should get this engraved on something. You're building it up. And mounted wherever wherever you do any sort of work. And that is this statement that I get when I rearrange the letters in Owen Chamberlain is, I am a noble wrench. I am a noble wrench. I think that's something you can take away with your head held high. It's quite, uh, it's quite poetic. Yeah, you, my noble wrench friend. Who does the editing? Exactly, I'm the wrench. You are the noble wrench in this relationship. Um, speaking of notable... Well, thanks. That's actually a lot nicer than I thought you were going to be. Uh, speaking of notable, it should be noted that I think about you sometimes when I shit in the woods. That's something I I feel like we've talked about, but never mm. in the podcast environment. It's quite disturbing how often you think about me during various things. I wonder why. Well, I think about you when I get lost now. Um, I, and I think about you when I wipe my ass... I know for a fact that I have been in your brain in certain times. I know when you watch The Walking Dead, the last thing you want is me around, but I've been there in a way, haven't I? Only because you diss the acting, and every time I see something, that's all. Phil gets in my head, but... Lots of times, things are off. There was a great episode, the Bethany episode, I won't spoil it, 
but that episode was fucking amazing and I actually like cursed you in my head I was like yeah fuck you Phil it is a good show again just a reminder that The Walking Dead is such a shit show that they have to have a show on after it to remind people why they thought it was good do you you know what I've noticed in in The Walking Dead I mean all your grapes aside and it was in Dexter as well fucking I hate I don't I've picked up on it now and now I always see it is actors have I told talked about this actors with sticky lips <laughs> it's so fucking annoying like if they're doing I don't know an emotional scene or a happy scene and if I dare see the corners of their their lips get stuck together it ruins it takes me out it's just like there should be a professional lip moistener <laughs> that's about the on only hand. realistic thing that those survivors look like ah I want to see them pearly emails, wipes. emails. Fucking Dexter was the worst for it. All right, I don't have a particular order to the way I want to address the emails. Do you? Because there's a few things. Oh, here. we should say, even though I don't know how long we are into the episode, but uh, thirty-nine minutes. Th- Aren't you using Audacity that has a time? Anyway. We're fine. Yeah, we We're got fine. a uh, a new intro. Yeah, I've, from... I I feel kind of bad. I'm sorry to step on you. Go ahead. So yeah, the intro it was done doesn't uh, it was done by Arcane. So uh, R. Kelly? thanks very much for for the for the intro. Did you say R Kelly? Arcane. Oh, I mean, and cool as well. But you know, R Kelly that would have been weird. And his message was, uh, keep making those wonderful podcasts. Hey, we hear you, man. We are. We are going to make one more wonderful podcast. <laughs> using your intro, as a matter of fact. Do we wanna, so thank you. Do we thank wanna, you for that. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're not going to play it here. We're going to save it for our, our send out. We already played it. We did? Is that what would happen in that editing pause? Uh, at the start. Oh, we are using it for this one and the next one. No, we're not using it for the next one. Sorry, but no, the next one it's going to be an evolution. It's going to be a mix of this, all the intros. Wow! But not all of them together. You know, it's going to be cut up and it will... <laughs> that was for you anyway, not for the podcast because I don't want to spoil it. Oh, that's oh, a shame. Because so thank so so thank you, okay, for that. Uh, Lovely, lovely bit of music and the message. All right. Um, there has been a development with Win Ticket 7. <laughs> My goodness, if you don't uh, remember, it's been a couple of months, I think, or a month or so. But uh, Monique actually sent in our very first Vogue career and Win Ticket 7 scrutinized. Scrutinized her and he didn't even bother. To send his own vocaroo in. But he did have a response. And, uh... Phil, would you like to read it? Uh, I guess I wasn't looking at other emails while you were talking. And I will now read it. I have to admit when I'm reading it... I'm not reading it now, by the way. I'm speaking from my own brain pan. Uh, I don't remember the conversation we had at the time during the podcast so I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure what's going on <laughs> that's my admittance here I will now read the email he says it's my opinion if she or someone else is but hurt 
Oh, I think he's trying to say rectally ruined or anal pained. Well, I don't care. This is not a presidential debate, and by no means it has to be turned into one. Owen, why can't you warn us at least one day before live streaming? By live streaming, just asking. <laughs> what, Phil? You gonna call me a pussy now? See, did I call him a pussy before? End of email. Did I call him a pussy before? I don't know. If I called you a pussy, I'm sorry. I did it offhandedly. Not that that makes it any better. But I apologize if I called you a pussy. If I didn't, then shut the fuck up. Win ticket, you had the chance for a a golden opportunity. You were Charlie. You could have come to the chocolate factory. We could have set up a debate. It would have been fantastic. But no, you pussied out your pussy. Oh, man. So uh, that development is now dead. We don't want to leave you hanging. Yeah, um, we thought maybe extending it into the final, but unless we get some weird emails, who knows? Unless Monique and Winticket want to debate, that's the end of their saga. Yes. Speaking of Monique, uh, she enjoyed the news feature that we did last time that's never going to happen again <laughs> i don't actually remember the one where you had to guess which one i made up um I th- and did i get it right i think so it's because i uh, went into too much judicious detail fake detail i think i can't remember uh, a thing about it get into your head you can't get into mine uh what was the lateral thinking See, this is one of the reasons I need to step out of the box of Wave of Absurdity. The lateral thinking was the island fire. Uh, and again, people are debating it. There's no debate here. I'm right. Yeah, she said no she wrong. thought the guy had taken a growth potion and his head grew 36. No, that was to a different one. Okay, then I'm very confused. Okay, about her email. Thanks for reading the compliments out loud. You're welcome. I can't believe you guys actually read everything. Hey, why not now? Out of all the times. And Phil, is there something you're trying to tell us? Is your life of a wife of a wife and son living in a suburban neighborhood just a facade? Hmm. Why so many birthdays and identities? See, I, now I really need to go and listen back because I don't know what's going on. I think you're not who you say you are. <laughs> what kind of surname is Skimbosh anyway? Nah, just kidding. Also, bullets? Okay, I'm sorry. I gotta stop reading because I am very confused. I feel like... I'm forgetting very, very important interactions. Oh, and she talks about mouth pill. Mouth pill. Oh, that's right. I took pills. I was sick. That's my excuse. I didn't feel good. Thank you, Monique. I feel much better having read your email again. Ha. Owen, back to you with the next email. I got another one right here for you. (laughs) Hey, Owen and Phil. Um, I love your podcast. And I was wondering if you guys were ever thinking of doing slightly longer podcast. <laughs> I got bad news for you, Charlie. We are not doing longer podcast. Uh, he goes on, and it would be great if we could somehow have a rough schedule. Mm, there's one more coming soon. But I perfectly understand Christmas. that you guys are busy people and may not be able or willing to do a longer podcast or make a schedule. Well, anyways, my craft dinner is almost cooked. And can Owen solve the great Pinuscus debate? Okay, you're reading emails from, like, three podcasts ago. Am I? <laughs> because I'm so <laughs> fucked up here. <laughs> like... I knew I should have went from the top down instead of the bottom Are you up. reading November's and October's? Did you read Monique's 
Uh, oh yeah, the Vokaroo. I am way back there. <laughs> oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, all right, there's one. Nobody's going to notice anyway. <laughs> there's one here. You want us to continue this podcast? Really? There's one here by Joe. Uh, hello, I'm sorry for my poor gamer ga- grammar in my last email. So, Owen, you gamer Nazi, go suck a dick, lol. We read that one. <laughs> I have a question uh, and a joke. Owen. Speaking of Monique, <laughs> she did have an email talking about uh, the lingo. Mm-hmm. There are two lingos that she's never heard of, and they were chinny and where's the beef. I don't understand how people don't uh, know of where's the beef. Mm, it, it, like, I, I, I don't understand... It was um, a pretty big camp. She says that I guess hers would have to be Are You Mad or Nah. And it kind of reminds me of when Borat came out and, yeah, my suit is black and not. And, you know, you'd have your asshole friends come around and they're like, knock on your door. And they have no intention of, you know, going out or doing anything with you, but they're like, Do you want to come out? Not. Nah. And just leave. I feel that she's. You ever have that happen? I have. No, she's probably going to take a lot away from that story, though. I feel. Um, she makes a good point about masturbator. It was uh, swimming trunks, and uh, speedos, and uh, the debate actually provoked a lot of thoughts for her. Why would swimming trunks need pockets? Why wouldn't she put money in them? Coins, maybe, not paper money. Was it not? I guess if your phone's waterproof, you could carry it around. I feel like I brought that up. See, uh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, okay, done deal. Uh, hey, and she says, I must say that I do find this new feature entertaining. Referring to my poop solutions, which there will be more in the Christmas uh, episode, and she would like to see more of them. Oh. So you're gonna be seeing one more. Thanks, Monique. I don't want to see more of those. Didn't I mention that already? We will not be seeing more of this. Christmas, we will. All right. Uh, hey, it's Tyler, that weird emotional guy. Wow, okay. Interesting opening. There's a lingo at my school, I think it's quite stupid, where you simply say, suck my ah. Now, I don't know if I have that inflection <laughs> right. But it's he has A-A-H-H. Suck my ah. Suck my ah. You want to take a take a shot at that, Owen? Suck my eye, suck le bleu. Oh wait, you have to say the ah like a grouchy nanny. <laughs> uh, your basis of comparison is beyond me, my friend. Suck my, <laughs> suck my. <laughs> that sounds like she's just falling. <laughs> Suck my gabagoo. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's going downhill. <laughs> hey, hey, man. There's no, there's no peaks and valleys in this podcast. It's one big flat line. Hey, oh, hey, Owen, and possibly Phil, as you can see. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Owen and O'Neill coming soon. As, as you can see from the title of this mail, Hotmail has been aging me. Please note the title of his mail is fucking hotmail aidsing me and hi. <laughs> Back to the email. And what I mean by that is that it won't let me log in. 
So I'm using Gmail instead. Fucking idiots. I don't know if he's saying I, that to I, us. I love that he's sending us this. Anyway, I'm sorry for if all... If you've got any more mundane issues that you're having, <laughs> please send them in. Contact at waveofobscenity.com. I'm sorry for all my insults to you in the past, Phil. Even though you apologize? are... apologize? Even though you are still the son of Hitler. And I wanted to talk to you about viewer participation, something that you obviously should know about. You see, being mentioned by Owen, not you, is like being mentioned by your favorite celebrity. It feels surreal. It feels awesome. That is what keeps emailers emailing in every podcast. We want to be mentioned. We want to get attention. That is why I hate you, Phil. Because viewer participation means nothing to you. At least Owen gets it. And Owen, make more fucking streams already, you mother of Jigglypuff. Also, Master Debater. man of the people. All right. Well, there's a Master Debater topic suggestion. Cat form versus bear form in World of Warcraft. Shitty one I know, but it's all I could come with, come up with. Well, thanks for trying. And then he wrote dicks and copied and pasted it a large amount of time. Yeah, but he also put and vag at the very end. Only you would notice that. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I don't... Quality emails. <laughs> Here at Wave of Absurdity. That's why I went to the past. Thanks. I was afraid. For, uh, nobody's going to know what you're talking about there. <laughs> now it's just a reminder for you to email in to us. <laughs> because... So on my, um, my uh, notes that you say I never keep and I'm never prepared, but what is this bad boy? Mm-hmm. That's right, paper. More importantly, what's written on the paper? Hmm. Written, wrote, and write. Uh, it's O'Neill's message. O'Neill has I'm a message? Sure. What? O'Neill has a message, or did you write your note down wrong? Because I have written right here another piece of paper. Ooh, is that premium paper like mine? This is photo paper. I, I, that's what I write on, because I'm so opulent here. Uh, I have written a message to O'Neill. Yes, we both know what you're talking about. So apparently Phil has got... I don't know what he's got. Well, I have nothing other than... I, I thought maybe I'd make a prepared statement that since the podcast is ending that I'd address something to O'Neill, but I'm just going to speak from the heart. O'Neill, if you're listening, if you're around, I want you to know you are a, a topa. You are an insepid... in undefinable and irritating aspect of this podcast that I loathe and that I hope whatever whatever manifests you whatever vehicle for your existence that is your favorite I I hope that chokes on some hula hoops doesn't matter if they're three inches doesn't matter if they're four inches I want you to die and if that involves your host dying well that's a chance I'm willing to take I'm glad after Christmas I'll never have to deal with your inception again. Love always, me. Okay. I hope you put the appropriate music to that. Truly heartwarming stuff. Unfortunately, O'Neill isn't here today. Um, because, well, if this doesn't prove it, I don't know what does. Uh, <clears throat> I, I usually tell O'Neill. 
when we're recording, but uh, this one was just sort of sprung up, so he isn't here, Phil. Pity, uh, pity. He will try and make it for the Christmas. In fact, I can guarantee it. We can only look forward to the final... final confrontation. (laughs) It's not going to be... I don't know. I I don't know. He, He wants nothing but love. And I want nothing... I want nothing. That's what I want. I want him to exist no more. I want him to be nothing. Hey, do you remember Burning Questions and or Owen versus Phil? Because I have them, I do. I have them written down in slash format. Uh, I have a burning question for those of you that are still listening. Something you can email. God bless you. Yeah. Something you can email in and answer to. Uh, if you're listening and you don't know what they are, the burning question is... Well, it's a question I have for Owen, but I'm always interested in everybody else's input, provided I mark the date on the emails. Today's burning (laughs) question is, what is, Owen, the weirdest thing that you have brought into the toilet area with you to kind of keep you entertained? Oh. I, I haven't been that strange, really. Hmm. Hmm. Like, I mean, I I didn't bring it in, but the uh, uh, dogs have barged in. <laughs> so when I've been doing my business, and you just pet them and kind of generally interact well, with them well, while you're sitting I mean, there. Yeah, it was a close call actually to bestiality. Uh, <laughs> Accidental. Uh, yeah, because I was uh, doing my, my wee, doing my business, dog burst in and uh, tries to lick the stream. <laughs> and you didn't let him? <laughs> no, I didn't let him. Oh. He's the same one that ate at my shit uh, <laughs> earlier on in my life. <laughs> same dog. Pretty retarded. Oh, dogs will hunt. For poop. Ah, uh, it was my sister's dogs too. Does she know? Have you told her that her dog ate? I, I, I don't think I could. You know. Would you tell her if you pissed on her dog's face? No, no. You just get a bit of water on. So did you, you at any point pet the dog while your pants were down around your ankles and you were doing the business? Absolutely. Okay. Who doesn't, right? <sighs> Did you wipe your ass with that hand as well, without washing it beforehand? Yeah. So I don't know where you're going with this. Would you say it's feasible that you transferred a small amount of dog hair to your anus <laughs> in those transactions? No. no, you pet the dog, and then, you know, some of it, static electricity, some of it just sticks to your hand. You get it on the toilet paper. You take that toilet paper and you drag it across your anus with dog hair on it. I, I don't think that's too far-fetched. No? It's been the other way around. I've had you... dog anus on my face. Oh, I thought you were going to say human hairs on your dog's <laughs> anus. <laughs> because that would, that would be... The... Why am I thinking of the opposite? Why am I thinking of either <laughs> of those scenarios? Oh, good times. Good times, Dr. indeed. fucking retarded. I brought a Commodore 64 into the bathroom once. (laughs) Was it like special circumstances where you're like ill? Yeah, yeah. It was 
previous to finding out that I had to go get something surgical done so I could poop properly again. But I was just at a young age, just like, well, it's going to be a while. <laughs> That's a wheelie trolley there. So, Have you ever done a shit so bad that the next person that goes into the bathroom has come out gagging? Yeah. I am, I am <laughs> proud to say that I have too. I'm not proud. It's just... <laughs> That's the way it goes sometimes. It was amazing. I was in hospital. I had my appendix out. and uh, <laughs> In the toilet? Nasty. <laughs> and it burst inside me. So what they got to do is they take out a bit of my intestines, give them a rinse, shove them back in. Bob Junker, right? Mm. Um, what they didn't tell me is when I uh, woke up is that I would have no control over my, <laughs> over my bowels. Oopsie. And, you know, I'm I'm in a ward with, I don't know, seven other beds. So there's eight beds in total. It was like a prison setup. And, you know, I'm just there unleashing hell in my bed and I'm running to, towards the toilet. Like, it's, it's just like Niagara Falls, really. And, you know, it got so bad that I got wrapped up in my IV, so I had to rip that out quickly. And I was just in there for, for it felt like hours. My asshole felt like a, a match matchstick head, you know, just being lit. It was incredible. That mental image. And my image. bed was actually oh. situated uh, <laughs> near the toilet, so I could see the uh, the mothers bringing their children into the toilet. <laughs> Look, mummy, and then coming out uh. looking fucking disgusted. Hey, it's a hospital. That's you should expect that, man. When was the last time you went into a hospital and were like, "Oh, that smells lovely"? Uh, yeah, you got a good point. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, oh, there's just something magical about again, <laughs> like farting or whatever, and just doing like letting a silent one and then scouring the room, waiting for the first person's nose to wrinkle. It's, it's a power play. It's probably the same emotional response, except to a smaller degree, that that serial killers get. So that's something to look forward to next time you fart. <laughs> Owen versus yes. Phil. Yes, good. I think I'm losing it. What? Which one of us would... Oh, man, I just realized the uh, Owen versus Phil that I came up with was most likely something I have asked before. Did I ask about... That's all right. Who they'd Let's would, recycle own material. Uh, which one of us... All right, let me, let, me, let me start this again here. If you're familiar... <laughs> let me phrase the question differently. If you're familiar with the wave of absurdity, then you know we have covered stories about... Fecal transfers. I have asked them before, haven't I? Who they'd rather have a shit transfer from? I think so. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. You, the listener, have your entire body covered in duct tape. While you were naked and asleep, some rapscallion came in and wrapped you in duct tape. Your completely wrapped you need help to get it off which one of us would you trust to not only help you remove this very adhesive tape it's gonna are hurt. they nude they're well they're nude underneath all right i feel like automatically so i should win that because obviously owen is just concerned about your nudity so well i i want to know what i'm getting into yes the listener is covered in tape 
Oh, and, and they come running up to you. Completely nude, covered in tape. Well, I guess they're not completely nude at first in that they're wrapped up in tape. So basically, I'm going to be very gentle with your genitals, so vote for me. <laughs> I would start at your mouth and then kiss you. No, I would let you tell me <laughs> how you would like to proceed. Vote for me. You can't do that. You no, know, too bad you didn't think about it. I just came up with the tape thing and you were all about genitals. And are they naked? And I yeah. am be I think I've already won. Email in contact at wave of absurdity at, at wave of absurdity dot com. Don't put that in twice. <laughs> See, it's good to think, because you're, you're saying these things, and I'm thinking back, what if my knob was covered in duct tape? <laughs> well then, you'd still have a lot of See, duct tape I'm left. See, I'm going about it in a practical manner. I would know how to remove that tape easily, without the internet. Me too. Hmm. Oh, it would spin right. you like a top to <sighs> unravel you, and then masturbate onto your naked body. And that's not a plus to some of you debauched fools out there. Ooh, somebody's loudly typing to demonstrate their new keyboard. <laughs> Where was that during all the news? Stop looking What's up your... how to get people safely out of tape. So, uh, I'm looking on my premium paper. And you know what I see? Hmm. It's time for everybody's favorite feature. It's time for Mamma Mia. That's a nice mouthful. And incorrect. Oh, wait. I am kind of hungry, actually. But if I walk away from the microphone now, I don't know. Hmm. Nope. Sorry. Uh, I had sent Owen a message I recorded, and one of the things in the message was that I'm not going to eat anymore was where there's a microphone present. So, you can say, you can cajole, you can whine, or I can read a little bit of news that somebody sent us over See? a rather interesting topic. But just two episodes away from ending it all, and he can't can't even give the people what they want. Well, they're not going to like staple. They're not going to like the ending of this podcast. I always then. give a thousand percent. A local family. What, what do you give, Phil? A local family says their afternoon at a local park was ruined after a homeless person complained to police that they were lying down. Under the city code, visitors to parks cannot sleep or protractedly lounge on seats. Benches or other areas. Are you trying to make it sound like I'm eating? Go on. Do you want to read this? This is Owen Nissen's whilst eating. Go on. My husband was just incredulous, said some twat. Mm. <laughs> Big word. My husband sat up and by this time he was fuming and we packed up to go, she said. There's a safety factor, said some police official. You may trip someone. City... You can't see a lying person. Tell you what, how about you and I have a conversation? I'll go get some stale crackers that I almost threw out because there were ants on them, but I'm willing to eat them if you converse like with deal. me. Let's talk about this, this double standard 
that that at least the cops are not enforcing here. Uh, The city manager said that he wasn't sure when the ordinance was enacted, but it was designed to keep vagrants and others from sleeping in the park. Captain Tom Matz said the police department cannot discriminate against vagrants and must treat all park visitors equally. They're not sleeping. Hang on. Ah, headphones, that's right. Hmm. Just for the record, I'm eating oat and raisin cookies. That appear to be out of date. Yes. Fuck. That's painful. Good. So, do you think that it's a very, very broad ordinance enacted here, or is it like good? They deserved it. Well. What I don't get is it's to stop people sleeping. Right. But I'm sure there's benches. <laughs> oh, I spat all over the mic. I'm sure there's benches in the park, and you could just sleep sitting up. So it doesn't really. Well, they don't want people sleeping there. That's the whole point. Yeah, but my point is you don't have to be lying down to sleep, right? So this is a bit odd to me, you know. What? Oh, I usually want to sleep on the grass. You don't need to be a hippie to enjoy some of the fire. Yeah, but who's sleeping on grass? Uh, no one. Uh, excuse me, sir. Can I finish my statement, please? <laughs> sure. Just because you don't appreciate some of the basic aspects of human living doesn't mean you get to decide oh I broke my right. cracker have you been to a park recently it's full of dog shit right oh. no one's gonna lie down anyway I'm sorry about your shit park <laughs> of course it's gonna be dog shit might I just add that this is the finest bit of podcasting we've ever done hmm. Hmm. so you're admitting you lost the argument Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> this is this has renewed me. You were Three more seasons. Let's go. If only you were here, I kiss you. Oh, one more bargy. All right. Um. Well, now I'm just eating. <laughs> it's kind of nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's like having. It's like having a break at work or a lunch break. With beer. You, uh, what? You get a bit rowdy is all. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we would always like to hear from you. For the last time. Yeah. Like so if you're on the fence about emailing in mm. now's the time to do it good point I feel like we should end this podcast on an unusually mellow happy note hmm hmm
I hope that everyone has a nice Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Food and banter. Huh? I believe the next podcast will be out Christmas Eve. Mm. So check back on the 24th. And um, Tell us what you want for Christmas. Hmm. Mm. The last yeah. episode for a long time. Slash ever. Mm. I guess there's always the possibility of a, a one-off somewhere down the line. Never know. But, uh, yeah, hopefully O'Neill and um, Phil can get along. Hopefully there's going to be a bit of closure there. Christmas miracle? Is that what you're hoping for? (laughs) It is the season. Thanks again to Arcane for the intro. Thank you. Appreciate it. And all the emailers. Uh, Contact at waveofabsurdity.com Is that really it? That's it. No, I meant the email. That's it. (laughs) I don't like the fact that your emotional response is the same to both those very different scenarios. Are you feeling a little sad yet? Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) I knocked all the crumbs. I'm very sad. Oh, about the about the podcast? Yeah, it's all right. Like I said, maybe you'll play with me in another box. I hope that when you're in your 80s, the sun comes to you with whatever future device is out at that time, and he finds the podcasts, uh-huh. and he plays them back for you, and... I don't know, maybe you got some dementia or something. And <laughs> oh, this man. podcast, it, it brings you back. <laughs> so this podcast will literally save your life one day. I just thought of the horror that would be having dementia and having somebody come up and play you this podcast and be like, that's you. <laughs> no! All right. Good night, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Quack! Roleplay! You're a man with a mop that doesn't like me. (laughs) I've asked you to leave the store and give me my mop back. (laughs) You know, one day, what we should do, I'm not doing a roleplay, but (laughs) one day, we should meet each other in a back alley somewhere and act out all these role players. No, I never want to do that. <laughs> what are you on about? It'd be great. That sounds scary. I, I could mop you to a real life corner. Brilliant. <gasps> and I could bring O'Neill. Yes, yes. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Good, Good night, everyone. Night. See you at Christmas. <laughs>